right? So we knew early on we can't compete with, you know, Flow and the Gecko and Peyton Manning's town, right? But we could take our capability and plug it into our customer's ecosystem, right? To ultimately provide recommendations around coverage carrier, uh, make the transaction as simple as you possibly can make it. Awesome. Well, I'm excited today to have a two for one special here with a couple of key people at Milo, and that is David Embry and Belen Tokarski. So, uh, David and Belen, I'll let you guys introduce uh, yourselves to start. Thanks, Josh. Um, so, Belen Tokarski, I am the president and chief operating officer at Milo. I've been with Milo for a little over four years now, um, but started my career on the carrier side. So, I was at CNA Insurance for about 15 years, um, right in the beginning of what would have been InsurTech, where carriers were trying to figure out how to get you know, technology out to the independent agents to get their unfair share of the business that was being placed. So 15 years there from carrier portal all the way to um, creating solutions for what was real-time quoting and download um, was in the process of looking into how does CNA do something with direct to consumer when I made the decision to jump and leave the carrier side and go to Insurion. I was there for four years. So carrier side to um, insure tech agency side focused on commercial lines. Um, we had our own proprietary technology there and I was responsible for the SaaS delivery of that in addition to running the agency. And that's how I met David and the Milo team and got really excited about making a switch from a traditional commercial lines only insure tech focus to an entity that had broader product reach in commercial lines, personal lines, small group benefits, and and that's me. And I'm living the dream. Great. So David, how about you? Yeah, so I'm David Embry. I was the employee number one. I actually pitched this idea uh, to our original investor you know, nine years ago. And uh, so I'm the CEO and the founder of Milo. I um, pr prior to this, I was at JP Morgan for 20 years. Right? At the end, I, I led the retirement business. And when we did a transaction there, um, I wanted to do something entrepreneurial. Uh, and it ultimately led to this with a stop in the middle. And, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun. Hired a lot of smart people like Belen. So thanks for having us today. I mean, I think you gave a, a small window into what Milo's doing, but maybe one of you could just give us a quick uh, overview of of kind of where the business has been, where it is now, and maybe a little bit into where it's headed. Yeah, so I mean, the original thesis behind Milo was that um, you know small, premium, high volume transactions, right? Nobody did it well, and technology was the only way to do that. And that was the pitch to our original investor, uh, Lockton. Uh, and you know, we did a lot of things. Uh, well, we wanted to build a platform that, as, as Belen said, was commercialized, personalized, small group benefits, uh, and ultimately, uh, you know, do distribution through, um, uh, we'll call it, you know, uh, alternative distribution, right? So we knew early on we can't compete with, you know, Flow and the Gecko and Peyton Manning's town, right? But we could take our capability and plug it into our customer's ecosystem right, to ultimately provide recommendations around coverage carrier, uh, make the transaction as simple as you possibly can make it, um, and, you know, and do that in a very streamlined way, whether that was for uh, an agency or for uh, a partner who had clients that wanted to do that. And so today, 
uh, we sold insurance to or placed insurance or helped helped individuals or small businesses uh, sixty thousand times in fifty states. We've got access to one hundred and fifty plus carriers, um, and um, uh, you know we've uh, grown you know thirty percent a year over year over year the last uh, couple of years. Uh, and the, you know the business now is a standalone business owned by private equity and management. Uh, and we're you know really excited about not only what we've traditionally done from a channel partner standpoint, but we're also uh, we believe uh, can take the capability that we built for ourselves right to do these um, high low premium high volume transactions very efficiently with great customer service and help other agencies who are looking to solve the same problem. We call that part of our business amplify. Given your background and the way you know advice and financial planning and holistic planning and everything else kind of went through, like did did your learnings from that? kind of lead to you taking this approach on the insurance side? And- uh, so yeah, it, it, at the end of the day, I lived through the uh, retirement business, moving from pensions to uh, you know, 401k, self-directed. And early on, you would give you know somebody all of your funds and they would put that in uh, a fund lineup and we would do the record keeping for free. And you would go out and do education meetings over time with you know partners like Financial Engines and other people in that space and now it's ubiquitous right in terms of managed accounts and um, advice or wraps or wraps etc we focused on solving that problem right and the 401k business evolved from you decide how much you want to put in to um, you default somebody to uh, a certain amount you auto increase you give them easy choices you know the easiest being i know how old i am and i can put my money in that fund um, and people fell into three buckets, doers, right? I'll do the asset allocation, delegators, I want you to do it, more um, sophisticates, people that really want to dive into it. And most of the people were delegators, right? And so as I left the retirement business and got into the insurance business, like there were a lot of similarities. And if you think about the business model that we built, it was very similar to what we did in the 401k space. We talked to large plan sponsors. For us at Milo, that's channel partners. Right. And then you use the relationship that that plan sponsor, uh, that company had with their employees at Milo. We use the relationship that the trusted advisor relationship our partners have with their customers, right, to make recommendations um, that you have to do at scale. Right. And and uh, the, the the old business. Right. It was how much should I contribute? How should I invest that here? It's what coverage do I need? and what carry should I go to? But both of those were relatively small, much needed repeatable transactions. And so, uh, and you had to use technology to do that and you needed somebody to answer the phone because people really weren't comfortable doing it completely online back then. It's evolved now. Um, and so I think there are lots of um, overlaps, very different industry, yeah. right? But you're still talking to, you know, small business owners are by, um, you know, much like uh, individuals, right? So it's not really that different. And so I think the thesis of using technology to solve the problem at scale and provide good advice to people for something they really don't want to think about but need to, um, there are a lot, of, a lot of overlaps there. And so that I think that history gave me the ability to move into this industry um, and um, was the basis of how we got to where we got to. You know, giving advice on, say, you know, a cyber policy versus giving advice on, you know, a personal auto policy or something like that are two very different things, right? So 
you know, how do you sort of give expert recommendations on, you know, a broad spectrum like that, or even into the benefit space where where you you offer solutions? Um, it always first starts with what's the buyer value, right? It's I understand the difference between a business owner and a, and a personal, you know, an individual that needs personal auto, and of course there are clear differences. Our platform provides recommendations across the broad product suite, so the same customer you know, recommendation rules engines that power that common chassis exist for each of the different product lines. Um, first, starting though with what is their buyer value? Are they a speed shopper? Are they a price shopper? Are they a compliance shopper? They got to have it and they don't really want to mess around with like lots of recommendations or are they value? They want the most coverage they can possibly have for a price that they can afford. Starts with that sort of feeds into the recommendation engine. And then we leverage all of our data that we have about who we've sold to and what they've bought and what they've ended up needing. God forbid there be a claim or something like that. And so we've become very knowledgeable about the level of coverage that different you know, types of insureds need. And that powers back into our recommendation engines. You know, We've actually retitled our staff, the individuals that sell and talk to everybody. We talk to everybody before we sell them a policy, insurance consultants because we do view it as a consultancy in a sense that, you know, you need to learn about this person and the system is learning and making the recommendation and, you know, right at the point of sale. Can you provide any insights into, you know, how you've been able to establish some of the relationships um, that you've built and, you know, how maybe that's evolved over time as the business has, has grown? Right. So we were part of Lockton when we launched, right? Wrong or indifferent. I had this idea. They said, yes, they give me some cash. I had 10 people from a major insurer fly from New York to meet with me, right? So early on, um, having that you know, big broker um, behind us was super in terms of buy-in from carriers, et cetera. And then as the business evolved, we have, today we have 150, $60 million, give or take, dollars in premium. Uh, and we've hired people like Belen, right, who have great credibility. So we have scale of our own. Um, deep pocketed investors and group 1001 and then experts to sort of talk about where we are right now. And Blin, you can talk about managing the carrier relationships, et cetera. Experience, you know, I guess I would say just having been at a carrier for 15 years um, in small commercial automation strategy specifically working with, you know, creating new products. So working with actuaries and underwriters, um, reading forms, all of that, you know, creating technology solutions that, delivered value to agents. So I spend a lot of time sitting with agents traveling around traveling around the country during that time, trying to figure out what their pain points were, you know, and creating what we used to say, we create innovation points out of your pain points, you know, and um, jumping from a carrier to an insure tech, being um, invested in by people that knew nothing about insurance, you know, but they had an idea and they wanted to disrupt uh, and then getting in, in my head, living through that, now being on the agency side, sitting across the table from many of my carrier competitors um, that are now, were now my, you know, my relationships, my contracts, learning about them and what they care about more um, and taking that whole experience now to, to what was Milo, what's Milo. To the extent you brought people in from, you know, incumbents or larger players, you know, how do you evaluate that and try to make sure it's going to be the right fit for the organization? And so, Josh, when we started, like we made a point not to hire, uh, bring in a bunch of insurance people day one. Um, and we probably waited too long. We made some mistakes that we learned from. Um, and then the challenge was finding people who 
didn't approach this as that's the way we've always done it. <laughs> but they also knew don't do it that way. Um, and, you know, like I heard Belinka, she came to pitch me technology and we went to dinner and I got to know her and, you know, I, and I'm like, you need to come do this. I didn't even have a job for her. I made up one. Right. And she came in and figured it out and, and um, you know, looked at some other stuff. And so that's a tactic that we use. And then and very importantly, uh, anytime you start a business like this, like I used to be at the center of every conversation, decision, blah, 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 blah. Right. You hire smart people like Belen and then you've got to give them room to run. Right. We're, we agree on what we're doing and where we want to go. And then she does the same thing. Like she's brought in people who have the same mindset and the same approach. Um, and that's the uh, hopefully secret sauce. And I'll tell you, um, I can give you a list, but I won't of people that we hired that we shouldn't have. Right. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's it's about like, how do we do that? How do you assess and get better at assessing when somebody's up front on, you know, are they OK with the ambiguity? Are they OK with the fast pace? Are they OK with what we're doing? Do, um, do they have enough knowledge to add value without saying we need to do it this way because that's the way we've always done it? Right. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but also add enough value to help, you know, everything turn and move, et cetera. And, you know, and, and I think we've been more successful than not. Um, and as our business grows, our needs change in terms of really smart people to help do the things that we're trying to do and move the business forward. And, and I, I, the only thing I would say is hire opportunistically. When you find somebody that gets it, bring them in. Like they'll add value and you'll figure out what where they'll add value. Uh, really appreciate it. David Embry and Dylan Tokarski of Milo. It has been fantastic having you on. Thanks so much. Thanks for having Thanks, us. Thanks, Thank you. Bye-bye.